0: to 64 a chess podcast i am david coming at you live from champaign illinois fellas this morning hans nieman published a tweet saying my lawsuit speaks for itself and attached a 44 page lawsuit against hikaru nakamura chess.com and at the top of the list magnus carlson um i actually originally recorded me reading through the whole thing and giving my thoughts It's almost 100 minutes long. It would be by far the longest episode of my podcast to date. If you're really interested, I could upload that somewhere, someday. Uh, But I think it's probably more productive for me to just tell you my thoughts on the lawsuit so that you don't have to read it. And I'll do my best not to misrepresent anything in the lawsuit. So with that being said, let's get right into this. So here's the lawsuit filed in United States District Court, Eastern District of Missouri, Eastern Division, Hans-Moke Niemann versus Sven magnus Uen Carlsen, a.k.a. Magnus Carlsen, Play Magnus, a.k.a., uh, as EBA, Play Magnus Group, Chess.com LLC, Danny Wrench, and Ikaru Nakamura. So uh, (laughs) it's pretty funny. The lawsuit opens up by saying Niemann is a 19-year-old self-taught chess prodigy. You know, he became a national master, he became a grandmaster, it's his life. He went to Columbia Prep for chess. He supported himself uh, by working full-time. Then the world champion, uh, blah, blah, blah. Exploited his notoriety and success in order to create an incredibly lucrative global brand and online chess company. Um, Let's just get right into the main. uh, So basically it gives some sort of, like Hans's view of what happened to him, which is that uh, Magnus got mad that he lost to Hans and basically retaliated using his whole monopolistic power of chess.com plus play Magnus group, plus uh, Hikaru Nakamura colluding with him, plus Danny Wrench, uh, you know, being irresponsible and leaking stuff. So they all acted in collusion, conspiring with each other to ruin Hans's career. <clears throat> um I think this is kind of a little bogus i think it's impossible to prove i also think that um it doesn't really make sense uh but we can go into that later um what i will show you so this is like you know the parties and the jurisdiction and all that stuff so plaintiff hans mocha nieman is a connecticut resident and a natural person sven magnus and carlson is a natural person residing in norway plate magnus group is a norway company chess.com is a nevada llc Danny Ranch resides in Utah, Hikaru Nakamura resides in Florida. Um, And so basically there are five uh, claims, we could go to the bottom here, there are five claims that he makes here, which are, um, we'll go in reverse order, civil conspiracy, tortious interference of contract and business expectancies against all defendants. Uh, violation of the Sherman Act. I don't know much about legal stuff, but this, I think, has to do with, like, monopolies, if I recall my U.S. history, class, libel, and slander. And a lot of these claims and all of these are kind of overlapping. So, what is Niemann's argument? So, Niemann basically... I'm just gonna go back to main camps. So, what is the main argument? Hans basically feels and claims in the lawsuit that uh, Magnus responded to his bad loss, which, first of all, will prevent him from ever getting 2,900 rating, which, to me, is a nonsense claim. That's in the lawsuit. You can check it yourself. I think that's utter BS. Uh, I don't think that helps your argument whatsoever. It's not mathematically backed up. I mean, 2,900 is already pretty impossible. And then to say that just made, like, it doesn't add anything, and it's just not true. Um, but what he also says is that, uh, Magnus really used his leverage as the, you know, king of chess and he used this recent business deal between chess.com and play Magnus group and he used his buddy, Kara Nakamura and all this other stuff to basically get revenge for his loss by ruining Hans's career. And, um, I will say this again, I've read the lawsuit. I've read all 44 pages. I will go into specifics about where their contradictions I think this is a little... Now, I will also preface this by saying that um, I am not the biggest Hans fan. Um, I think that the chess.com report showed that Hans lied about his online cheating history. And um, on the other hand, about that chess.com report, which is nowhere here, they did not find any evidence of online cheating after like August 2020. So... You know, once he started taking chess seriously, uh, they don't find any evidence that he's a cheater. All they find is that he lied in his statement to the St. Louis Chess Club, which is true. Uh, the lawsuit just pretends that that never happened. They just say uh, that the whole report is false, even though there's evidence of Hans admitting to cheating in title tournament, like title Tuesday, prize money tournaments. They, you know, they showed certain matches, let's say against like Benjamin Bach, Naroditsky where those guys hinted in streams after that those games look suspicious to them in hindsight. Um, And that completely gets glossed over. It's like, oh, that's all lies, self-serving lies by Chess.com. Those are not lies. Those are facts. Uh, Those have been backed up by a report. I'm sure that Chess.com can reproduce any of those emails. They can provide any of those Slack messages easily. And that severely discredits um, Hans' argument. But why I'm saying this is that I really think that somewhere in there there's a legitimate argument for hans to make that these accusations which cannot be backed up with direct evidence that he's cheated over the board um, they have ruined his career and you know whether you're a big hans fan or a big anti hans uh, whatever you feel on the hans spectrum that's objectively true if an organizer now like for for example tata steel which was mentioned in the lawsuit Apparently, Hans was in contact with Todd Steele to play the 2023 version in January 2023. And after the allegations came out uh, of Hans's cheating, they ceased all communication with him. And practically, this just makes a lot of sense why they would do this. Because they have to choose between Magnus, who is the best player in the world. They want to invite him to every Todd Steele. And Hans Niemann, who is not even 2700. And yes, he's had a New York rise and all this stuff, but in light of the cheating stuff and Magnus saying I'm not going to play against Hans, I mean that's a nightmare for any tournament organizer. So basically, any tournament that Magnus will play from now on, and he said I'm not going to play Hans, uh, they're going to pick Hans. I'm sorry, they're going to pick Magnus over Hans, uh, obviously. And so Hans feels like that uh, is going to make his career suffer. And he also claims a lawsuit that he hasn't been able to find a job as a coach. Um... And he said that there was a match versus Vincent Keimer that was scheduled to happen. And then Vincent pulled out after the allegations. Again, I think Vincent has Twitter. like, Or I think at least one of his coaches. Oh, Peter Leco actually is his coach. I don't think Peter has um, Twitter. But someone could come out and verify this right now on Twitter if they wanted to. They say, this is either true, this is false. They could just say it. And again, that adds either a lot of evidence pro-Hans or anti-Hans argument. But regardless, he says that you know there's this match was going to happen against Vincent Keimer. And Vincent pulled out. It's not happening. And he's going to lose money and other stuff because of that. And uh, the most interesting aspect is that, like I said, he cites the Sherman Act um, and talks about in there, they talk about the history of how chess.com is this apparently multi billion dollar company. I did not know that. Um, and they bought Play Magnus Group, which, you know, is Magnus is, you know, buying all these brands. And that they acted like as some. Um, Evil monopoly to destroy his career. I also don't think that that's really true, and this would be very easy to like the specifics as it's portrayed in the lawsuit, at least, is not true. For instance, and I mentioned this in a Twitter thread, um, Chessable. I should also disclose my podcast is sponsored by Chessable, um, but I will say that, um, Chessable is owned by the Play Magus Group, and the CEO of Chessable, uh, Geert van der Velde, who have actually had on the podcast twice. He is one of Hans's biggest defenders. It's very admirable because a lot of people are not even willing to, you know, defend Hans. They kind of just say, oh, he's a cheater. That's it. His career is over. I hate him. And Geert says there's no evidence he's cheated over the board. There's no one has provided any evidence of this. And so a lot of this is amounting to some sort of witch hunt. And this is probably true. Like, until we have, like, real evidence, um... Or super, 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 duper um, circumstantial or statistical evidence that Hans cheated, like greater than 99.999% certainty. Um, Until we have that, you know, this is a witch hunt, that's just a fact. I say this, I'm not even a big Hans fan. I, I personally think that he's lied a lot about things, but again, there's still no evidence he's cheated over the board. No one has presented anything like that. So those are basically some of the, the details, but what's unfortunate is that, you know, so there's this argument in the lawsuit that, um, that there's this monopoly that is harmful to chess and it's, it's coming down on Hans, like due to Magnus's wrath. And some of these things are objectively like things that have happened. Like the monopolizing is true. I mean, there's Chess24, lead chess 24, Lee chess, uh, chess.com, right. And chess.com just bought chess 24. Uh, for like eighty-three million dollars, and that—that's it. it. The purchase is done at this point. I think uh, the merger is gonna begin at some point. Uh, chess Twenty Four, Play Zone—who knows? No one used it before, but who knows what'll happen to it now? Um, so you know, Chess Twenty Four was already owned by Play Magnus Group. Uh, you know, they are, in my opinion, the the best journalism in chess is typically on Chess Twenty Four, with some exceptions, but um. You know, there's a similar argument that's made about, let's say, Jeff Bezos, who owns Amazon, CEO of Amazon, or someone like that, chairman of the board, whatever. But obviously, Jeff Bezos is a big guy at Amazon. And uh, he also bought the Washington Post. So how likely is the Washington Post to uh, condemn Jeff Bezos, for example? That's not entirely... Like, people are very skeptical. I mean, I guess this depends on how much of a capitalist or socialist or how... Optimistic or pessimistic you are about these kinds of things, um, but you know this is a legitimate concern, uh, and people have been saying this about Magnus, like that he would not necessarily get criticized at worst um, for doing certain things in the chess world, um, and then on the other hand, that you know he might even be able to you know get good press for himself and stuff like that in the news simply because you know, he owns just 24. So there is this, like this realistic argument to be made there. Um, unfortunately, like in the same lawsuit, there's this absolute nonsense. And I'll show you like one of the most egregious examples. I mean, this is supposed to be a jury trial in a federal court. And it's going to be, if, if this actually goes to court, I don't think, I think it's a good chance it gets thrown out by the way. Um, because, I mean, I mean, there's typos in the lawsuit. I don't know if that's typical standard by legal standards to, like, have typos all over the place and stuff like that or, like, completely unreadable sentences, but it's all over this lawsuit. And, um, one of the most egregious things, one of the examples of this is somewhere around 40, he starts talking about Chess.com, he being the, the people of the lawsuit. I don't know if Hans wrote this. Sometimes it feels like he, <laughs> he wrote it, but, uh. It's definitely interesting. So somewhere over here. Yeah, right here. Um, So one of the grievances in this lawsuit is that uh, Chess.com removed Hans from the Global Chess Championship. At the same time, the lawsuit states, uh, For the most part, professional chess players, i.e. Hans, others, Hikaru, whatever, use Chess.com merely to connect with fans, increase their visibility in the chess community, and gain followers to enhance their personal brands, Or simply to have fun and play chess in a relaxed, unofficial atmosphere. No mention of prize money tournaments. It's basically just like the the way they portray chess.com. is this big, like, monopoly thing that uh, sponsors all these FIDE-sanctioned events. And apparently, it's even accused in this lawsuit that chess.com has a say in who plays these events. I'll remind you, you know, chess.com sponsors, like... Things sometimes like the candidates and and the uh, grand prix and stuff like that. Like that's a a big statement to make that could very easily be proven or disproven. And I don't know if it's true. Maybe it's true. Um, but like you know, when I when I look at this uh, and I see this, and you're saying, okay, for the most part, people play on chess.com just to have fun or to gain followers. Then why are you care? Like why do you care so much that you can't play in the global chess championship? You just you're on there to have fun. Oh, wait, because they hold serious tournaments with, like, the world's best players? Like, why? Because it's not FIDE sanctioned, so who cares? Well, there's huge money. I mean, you're about to have this Global Chess Championship Finals in Toronto, and there's, like, an insane amount of money there. Um, And that's, like, that goes under the radar. Like, I don't know how you build an argument that way. To me, that seems, like, extremely stupid. I'm not even a lawyer, and I can poke holes in this thing. Like, it, it does not make any sense to me and then also when he talks about cheating this other thing that i think is ridiculous so um this is much further that um when he talks about this report that's released by chess.com in the future uh, because basically this report like the way the lawsuit is structured is like there's an introduction where it's like it puts all the claims in short case then it basically lays out the scene of all the competitors I, i i say competitors but it's like really like uh like, how they're colluding, like, Magnus and Hikaru and Chess.com and Danny Ranch and all these people. And then, um, it's, like, a timeline of everything that happened, including, like, some things that don't seem super relevant, but, like, they're in the argument. I don't know what that was. Sorry, guys. Um, so, yeah, there's, like, some stuff here that I guess if you're, like, plugged in, you could yeah, cherry-pick, but but I want to talk about the defamatory report that, you know, the, the Chess.com, famous Chess.com report. Um... Chess.com and Ranch knew that this report is false because, among other things, it accuses Niman of cheating in games where he was streaming, while Ranch previously admitted to Niman that he knew Niman had never cheated in any games he played while streaming. There's another one where it says that the uh, report falsely claims that Niman cheated much more than he has publicly admitted to, including in many prize events, at least 25 stream games, and 100 plus rated games with Chess.com as recently as when he was 17 years old. Now, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, the report, um, whatever it says, like In the lawsuit, uh, Hans doubles down and says, oh, I only cheated when I was 12 and 16. The report literally shows Hans admitting to cheating in prize events. Uh, And it provides insane amount of statistical evidence that Hans cheated in these things. It's been backed up by even some of his opponents in these rated games. Now, look, if you think the rated games don't matter, again, like, yeah, there's still no evidence that Hans cheated over the board. That hasn't been provided anywhere. But, like... You still, like, you, Hans, you still lied about your online cheating history. This is a fact. It And there's, you know, they caught you red-handed in the report. Like, it's all there. Like, I don't understand. This lawsuit's going to go to court. They can pull out anything to prove these things. And you still decide to file the report for, um, let's see, how much? Oh, right. It's um, $100 million. Uh, not less than $100 million, in fact. Now, someone on Twitter said that this is really a placeholder thing, and this doesn't really mean anything, um, which might help Hans a little bit. But you know, if it's really going to be 100 million, like there's no chance he gets anything close to this. Especially like where he gets these damages from. He mentions that, um, well, I play about 15 tournaments a year. I'd get like between 5,000 to 100,000 per tournament, depending on my results. So that's anywhere from 75k to one and a half million. It's like a twenty 000, like a twenty time difference, but still that doesn't add up to a hundred billion at all. Like uh, if you add up like Gary Kasparov, Magnus Carlsen's combined like chess earnings together, like over the chessboard, I still don't think it comes out to a hundred like a hundred billion dollars. There's no world in which Hans Niemann is like better than those guys in my opinion, and um, all of this is to say, what do I think about this report ultimately? Uh, What do I think about this lawsuit, I should say? Um, I think, you know, somebody had a tweet. I think it was Nate Solon, Uh, the FIDE master, recently came out with a book, by the way, with uh, Grandmaster Eugene Perelstein, which I plan on buying and reviewing at some point. He had some, like, funny tweet where he was like, um, Hans' lawsuit, I think he, he said, like, Hans released the Anarchy Chess version of the lawsuit. And that's very accurate, I think. Somewhere in this lawsuit, there was probably a realistic argument to be made that, you know, uh, Magnus's accusations, um, even though it's critical to note that none of Magnus's accusations, uh, at least publicly, were... He never said Hans cheated against me in the Sinkfield Cup over the board. He's never said that. You look at any statement, any interview, Magnus has never said that. He's hinted that Hans is a cheater a lot. He said in his big statement that Hans played weird, but he's never said officially that this guy cheated against me. However, in the report, maybe I should pull this up. Um, what happens in the report is that somewhere, uh, there's some new information that comes to light where... I don't know, if, again, this could be confirmed very easily, but apparently um, after Magnus's game... I'm trying to look for it. Again, it's a very long report. Um... It's right here. Paragraph 80. As a result of the shocking defeat, Carlson snapped. Unable to accept the reality of his unexpected loss, Carlson reflexively retaliated by defaming Nieman to Mik- Michael Korakowski, the executive director of the Grand Chess Tour, falsely accusing Nieman of cheating during their game and demanding that Nieman be ex- immediately disqualified. Carlson knew that Nieman's sudden expulsion from a major professional chess tournament would send a clear, albeit false, message to the public that Nieman cheated. So, like, what's happening here? This has never been revealed before. It's known now that Magnus he even said this in the statement, Fabiano double like also explained this on the C squared podcast, that when he was put on the uh when he was a replacement for rapport in the classical section, Magnus almost withdrew altogether. Um, but ultimately chose to play. This is new information that I don't think anybody's known. I think as far as anybody knew, Magus just like withdrew randomly. That's like what the narrative was, at least on the first day, that he just like pulled out. He told the organizers. He had some conversation with them. He was like, yeah, I'm out. Sorry, guys. Apparently, he went to the tour director and said, oh, this guy cheated against me. Uh, this would have to be confirmed. Uh, but I still don't think that counts as libel or slander. Like, was it libel or slander when... Like, the Yankees felt they got cheated and started saying stuff to the press or whatever a couple of years ago, um, you know, when they're calling that. Like, I don't think the Astros ever sued the Yankees for defamation, for example. Like, in a competitive setting, it's extremely hard to prove that. So, um, but this is still new information. There's a couple of little details like that that has, like, not been revealed before. Another thing is that I mentioned before is, like, Vincent Keimer was scheduled to play a match. I didn't, n- no one knew about this. Maybe in the top levels they've heard of this, but no one revealed this. Now it's revealed in the lawsuit. Again, I think that's a pretty small uh, thing that, oh, I didn't get to play against good old Vince in Germany when, you know, probably your professional career is over. But, like, what I ultimately think about this lawsuit is that um, I don't think Hans ever had a chance and ever will have a chance of proving defamation or libel in court. In fact, I think if this does go to court, I think that, you know, a lot can be exposed about him uh, with expert witnesses and stuff like that other chess players, like, uh, people who are, like, in the know could be brought to the stand and say that, you know, Hans had this reputation of being a cheater online, and that, uh, you know, there's also this, like, whole other thing of people suspected him for, like, two years of, there's been rumors around him for, like, two years about even cheating over the board, which is, you know, and then you can't say that, like, the defamation is, like, baseless, um, because that's one of the Things that uh, yeah that qualifies for like like libel and, and slander and stuff like that defamation like it it, it it has to be like baseless baseless lying. So if there's like a, even a reputation or suspicions about some guy it, it's not going to be considered baseless by a jury it's just not so yeah but I, on the other hand um, I want to emphasize like I said uh, you can read my tweets I'm not a big fan of Hans um, I think he's a shady guy especially after all the stuff that's come out uh i i I, you can find tweets you know after he beat me agnes i was like saying like oh hans you're like you're a legend um you know i i i wish that this stuff didn't happen i will say that if you followed online chess or twitch chess for the last like two three years you will have known just from watching streams that there have been these rumors about hans that he's cheated online all this stuff can be backed up by witnesses by chess.com by statistical analysis all this sort of stuff um like, all of this can be backed up. And uh, I think that, you know, you have no chance of winning on those counts. The most interesting count, and then also there's this other one, uh, like, about conspiracy, that they all conspired against each other. Again, I think that's virtually impossible to prove that Magnus, Hikaru, Chess.com, Danny Ranch all worked together to destroy Hans. I think the chance of that happening is, like, zero. I, you know, I think they could submit all their records, WhatsApp conversations, whatever. I don't think you find anything like that. Um, really, the only two things that I think do hold some weight are the kind of the monopoly thing. That, you know, there's this monopoly of, of power that that came down upon Hans, because that's probably like a little true. Um but again, like the way that it's done in the lawsuit is so stupid that again I I think that it, it it's like uh, this is not a bulletproof lawsuit i think that you know chess.com if they're indeed a multi-billion dollar company i mean they're gonna have some of the best lawyers in the world and they're gonna just have a field day with this like i'm not even a lawyer i read the, i read the i read the, some of these like claims and some of the ways that the argument is constructed and i think like wow this is awful like this is you know just ignoring facts and these reports and just saying oh this was a lie report um but, uh, yeah that's that's complete bs this is bs uh, i he still only like hasn't cheated since he was 16 even though this has all been disproven Um, But not according to the report. Um, So, you know, there's other stuff in there. Uh, I I do recommend if you're, like, really invested in this drama, it is worth reading the whole report or trying to read it because, like, some of the language in there is just, like, very difficult to read. And it's not about, like, dense language. It's just, like, written badly. Um, And, yeah, but I I do think, like, there is, in an alternate universe, Hans could have made a lawsuit for, like, $10 and said, you know, Magnus is indirect accusations and you know conversations with people and you know the resulting fallout through you know the chess.com report and all these things uh they have damaged my career i don't think it's fair there's no evidence that i've cheated over the board i'm not a cheater um they will never be able to prove that he cheated over the board unless he's caught like red-handed that's never going to be caught um he will never be caught and so you have to assume that he's innocent in this these matters and um yeah, but I do think there's, like, a very realistic argument to be made there that, you know, this, like, monopoly of, like, chess.com and Play Magnus Group and, like, the streaming side and Magnus as his status, like, they did come down and they did, like, harm his career. Whether you're pro or anti-Hans, even me saying this is, I'm, I'm not a big Hans fan, I think this lawsuit is, like, delusional at some points. But, like, I literally think, like, some of the things in that in that are just utterly delusional, like just the way it's written, like, one of the great examples of this is, you know, this whole description shortly, like, right before the paragraph I just showed, (laughs) the Niemann surprise upset of the Sinkfield Cup, I mean, this seems like it was written by, like, uh, you know, some, like, Roman epic poet, like, the way that they, you know, Niemann was a massive underdog, but he was not intimidated by Carl's stature, he played to win, unexpected confidence, strategic advantage. Like, th- this stuff is just, I don't know, this is like some soap opera stuff. This is like, does not belong in a, uh, this does not belong in a lawsuit, in my opinion. Uh, I think it's it's absolutely ridiculous, it's stupid, so. Um, but yeah, in some alternate universe, there was a good case to be made that, you know, um, a big company like Chess.com, uh, having this, like, unwieldy power in the chess world and indirectly or directly destroying his career. Um, and, you know, not trying to shoot yourself in the foot. Uh, if you're if you're Team Han's not shooting yourself in the foot by just dismissing um, proof of admission of cheating uh, that contradicts information. And, you know, all these emails are given to the public just saying, oh, those are lies. I mean, I don't know. It's weird. In some other universe that could have worked, Um because it is true. I mean, Hans is 19, and he's still quite young, and you know, his career is not going to be the same. In fact, in the lawsuit, he basically says that the U.S. Championship was going to be, pro- he, as he thought, his last competitive tournament ever. Because he doesn't think that he's going to get any more invites, at least the tournaments that matter. Like, He could probably play like in some weekend tournaments or whatever, but he's never going to get an invite to some top event where he can really play against the world's best. He's banned from chess.com. Which apparently is like a nothing is just like some random like you know site for recreational use. Um, so yeah, I think the lo- lawsuit. Uh, what to take away? It's uh, it's mostly delusional, um, but there's some good stuff in there. There's some new information in there that I had never known, and um, I do think that it does bring up some issues that are important for the chess community to talk about. Like I have I have like one like one of my best friends works for chess.com, and I'm not saying this to you know I, I love chess.com. I only play on chess.com. I do think that the way they handled the last, like, month or so has not been great. Could have been done a lot better. Um, I don't want to go into this specifics. Maybe that's for another episode. Maybe it's for me to talk to someone at chess.com about. But um, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that a lot of people could have handled this better. Magnus certainly could have handled this better. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, there's there seems to be, you know, a lot of players at the highest level have had these fears of cheating at the highest level, and it came out somehow. Um, fortunately, it seems like Hans has the confidence to deal with it, and as he said, you know, the lawsuit, or my lawsuit, speaks for itself. Well, guess what, Hans, this video speaks for itself. So, um, that's basically how I feel. I think the lawsuit is pretty, it's pretty dumb. I think the $100 million or whatever, ultimately, is just a way to get press attention. Maybe his rationale is, yeah, this lawsuit will get thrown out or I'm going to lose, but, you know, that just plays to my narrative, and, uh, and you know, people will invite me to chess tournaments now because I'm interesting and because I'm, like... You know, Hans is probably, like, the second or third most famous grandmaster in the world right now. People who've never played chess have asked me about Hans even knowing that I'm, like, interested in chess and do, like, podcasting about chess and stuff. Like, my, my uh, PhD advisor asked me about, like, like Hans and stuff like that the other day, and I was, like, shocked. <laughs> came out of left field, so... um. Yeah, so maybe this is just his way of getting publicity and and you know reclaiming the narrative or whatever. But I don't know. The lawsuit is 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 pretty poor. It's completely delusional at some points. It contradicts itself at some points. But then there are also some some realistic arguments that uh you know that they're not going to be talked about in court because I think this is very likely to be thrown out or whatever. Um, or it's not going to be like pursued for at least like a year. I think there's also this law that like he has to write this lawsuit in Norwegian in order for Magnus to be required to like uh, deal with it. If they don't like write it up in Norwegian for him, then he doesn't even have to worry about it. That's like some Norwegian law. Maybe I'm mischaracterizing. That. I saw something on Twitter about it, but um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel. So thanks for listening to this uh, episode of 64 Chess Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, come say hi. Um, and uh, thanks so much. I'm trying to do a bit more YouTube and stuff like that. I think this was interesting project for me um to try and I don't know I mean I do feel like I've been a little guilty of uh milking this drama on Twitter or whatever but I just try to be honest about what I think is happening in the chess world that's never really going to change and you know is what it is uh sun will rise tomorrow and and not, none of this really matters uh so much uh I don't think I don't think Magnus is going to lose sleep over this lawsuit uh, I think this is just good press for Hans and uh You know, the truth will come out, whether it's in court or in some settlement or whatever, it's going to come out eventually. So everything will be resolved at some point. So don't lose any sleep over this, guys, and uh, I'll see you in the next one. Take it easy.